Hello and welcome to the Power Switch, gaming's call and talk radio show. My name is Peter Spasia and today is June 10th, 2017. This is the EA E3 2017 episode of the podcast coming off of the EA press conference at EA uh, E3 2017. Lots of E's. Yeah. Lots of numbers and letters. We're not doing E. <laughs> no. We are no. not doing E. That's important to note. Joined here by Scott White of DashingNerds.com. Thank you for joining me here today. Oh, well, thanks for having me, Pete. It's, it's good to be uh, here. Yeah, it's our uh, seventh year of yeah, watching, watching E3 together here locally. Uh, but first year here on the Power Switch with you. And uh, for being a call-in podcast, you can tune in at RhymesWithAsia.com slash call throughout E3 2017. After the, uh, the presentations, we'll be having mm-hmm. these sort of... Uh, podcast here i don't expect them to go too long yeah we'll get people in very quickly especially since the demand seems very high uh, in particular for these e3 episodes i want to start though by kind of giving a quick recap right. of what happened at the press conference uh some of our highs and lows and then give a letter grade mm-hmm. before we pass it off uh to the callers here let's start i want to break down they had they talked about eight games they showed eight games Started with Madden 18, Long Shot, the story mode. Uh, Open with a drum line. Yeah, well, drum line all wearing those Tom Brady yeah, uniforms. You know it's it. the GOAT edition this year. Uh, yeah, the story mode comes to Madden 18 after it did for FIFA. Um, you know, I guess Frostbite allows them to do that. You know, it's it's interesting. It brings, it, as I, they talk about innovation, yeah. it brings a new layer to Madden in particular this year. But surprisingly, not a lot of footage of... The underpinnings, the core gameplay, right. which was really surprising. I mean, Madden is almost two months away. Yeah. Like that's that's just what it is. And uh, to, to just to see a few mm-hmm. shots and on Scorpio, we got a you know, spin around of Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys, and uh, that was a little lacking, I suppose. Yeah, the power of Scorpio lets us render stitching. Yeah, ooh. Or fabric. I'm stitching texture. on those those uniforms. It's pretty important. Battlefield 1, uh, Night Maps coming out in the summer. Also the In the Name of the Tsar DLC, uh, bringing the Russia, mm-hmm. the Eastern Front, involvement eight new maps in total, and so many improvements. Yes. Uh, I think it was neat that they involved the community and talked about all the different mm-hmm. Twitch streamers and some of the interesting highlights as someone who's terrible right. at Battlefield 1. But I did not need to see necessarily... There was too yeah. much with the old. I mean, it's an older game, right? They're it's trying to thing. they're trying to extend they're trying to extend the life of the game. Uh, so I didn't necessarily need to see that. Uh, FIFA 18 brought out the Men in Blazers, which yes. I guess is a you know, big team. fans of Alex uh, Alex Hunter. <laughs> big the fans of Alex made Hunter. up character from FIFA's. Uh, story mode last year. Big fan. Big fan of Alex. So Hunter. Men in Blazers, a podcast about football. European footballer. Soccer, uh, if you're ignorant. They're also on TV, on Fox Sports uh, channel, and so they count as celebrities. Those are two celebrities right there. They are known people. Uh, yeah, Alex Hunter. I mean, can we talk about how they had a whole trailer, like two-minute at mm-hmm. least long trailer devoted to a fictional character? Well, it was, what I, that didn't... It was a story trailer because the new game is like the sequel to it. That didn't bother me, but like when the Blazers were on stage yeah, and talking, talking about, about yeah. it, oh, that God. was just like, okay, this is so corny. And uh, we were yeah. we were talking on the Facebook Live on, on mm-hmm. Dashing Nerds, and we were posting all of our you know pre and during conference reactions there at facebook.com slash dashing nerds. Uh, and we were talking before the show of how mm-hmm. EA kind of seems to drop the ball on the presentation front. Yeah, and. This they was need kind to of learn weird, how to was, uh, yeah. hide that they're reading from a teleprompter, 
uh, disguise or hide a bit better that they aren't lizard people. Because <laughs> Andrew uh, Wilson was a bit licky on the lips. And don't pause for applause that is not coming. Yes, that. And um, make sure that if you are looking at a teleprompter, that you're like also looking at the right camera. Because with the... was. What was oh it, yeah, yeah. No, it, that was Need for it Speed. It was Need for Speed, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was right. next. A uh, Need for Speed payback with a, a YouTuber that he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you probably heard of me, but I'm going to introduce myself anyway. Well, we don't know you, but you don't, okay. And your fake interaction was very, very fake. I will say it was the most. Well, I'll take that back. Star Wars Battlefront Two mm-hmm. had probably the best gameplay, but that outside, because obviously that dominated mm-hmm. the uh, the EA press conference. I'd say Need for Speed was the most interesting gameplay shown. It, it looks fun. It reminded me. I wish they had done a bit more. They had done less at the beginning and shown more where the cops and the police mm. kind of moved in. Because I, I absolutely, and I mentioned this during the PES conference, I loved Hot Pursuit. Mm. I thought it was a fantastic game. I love that Need for Speed. So I get a bit more of that vibe. There were a lot of random explosions and poor poor civilians in that trailer yeah. but it definitely oh, yeah. did look fun you got to tease some gameplay for right. uh for gamescom though because that'll be coming up right. in a couple months also uh, doesn't need a story mode i'm sorry the three <laughs> playable characters okay fine but hey it worked for grand theft auto you know and maybe maybe it'll work yeah. there uh, i think my highlight of the overall conference uh was a way out uh, mm-hmm. this is from Hazelight. Uh, part of the development team is the the team who made Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, right? Uh, which that was a really fun game. If you haven't given that game a shot, do do check that out. But in early 2018, this is going to be a co-op only game, uh, mm-hmm. telling how kind of narrative can be done with split screen, you know, asymmetric yeah. co-op multiplayer with uh, with a story basically of a prison break and the different uh, aspect that can be involved. I, I that was the game that kind of drew me in the most if i had to pick one it's like okay i'm, I'm interested early right. 2018 well i'll check that out uh i was that was interesting it, it looked, was new it definitely looks uh it looks fun and i definitely could see having a good time playing with uh, friends um i like that it's couch co-op as well i'm going to be curious to see how they handle if you're offline mm. and don't have anyone to play with mm. i think they will end up having some sort of ai Maybe, maybe control just the other sure. person yeah. or something, but I think they would kind of be shooting themselves in the foot if it's like, okay, you're offline and your friend can't come over. Sorry, you can't play our game. And the interesting thing with Brothers was, if you remember, the you controlled both mm-hmm. analog sticks, right. which controlled separate characters, and I almost thought, like, are they going to carry that mm-hmm. over in this? Not the case, but I uh, was interested by that. They talked about Seed, the Seek Extraordinary Experiences Division, when that kind of leads yeah. into... The the new Bioware IP, codenamed Dylan, finally known as Anthem. Anthem. Yes. Anthem is going to be, a, I guess, a big tenant of Microsoft's presentation yeah. tomorrow, uh, which we will you know, see more of. We'll be of. covering, of course. What did you think of it? I mean... I I don't even want to make a an opinion of it yet. We saw too little. Yeah. It was too little. It was a, it wasn't... There was no gameplay. It was just pre-rendered, shadowy, dynamic, or dramatic footage of like a titan-ish 
open mech suit opening up, not as big as a Titan from Titanfall, but almost like you know more between like a Halo power suit right. and a Titan, or like yeah. an Iron Man armor. Sure, sure. That yeah. or uh, even a Spartan armor, like the size of it and everything reminded me very much mm-hmm. of a Spartan from Halo. Granted, that's not how you get into a Mjolnir armor, but the big open world seemed Destiny like. Uh, you know, the talk of see, well, I'm gonna, have... yeah, I'm gonna wait with the open world because yeah, yeah, they showed like a forest and everything, but I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not even going to say I like it or I don't like it. It's like, okay, I'll wait till tomorrow to really make a opinion. And then I'm it. playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Oh, and so when, when, you're, when you're talking about like so big, big, lush, mm-hmm. open environments, but there's the people living versus the beasts outside. Right. It's like, well, that's right up that alley right, right there. So we'll see more about that during Microsoft mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, NBA Live 18, I mean, they, they tried to show gameplay, but the stopping and starting isn't moving in there. Right. Like that's, Let's rotate the camera for some reason outside. When you're bringing that game back after a couple of years to go after a big, you know, not only sales, uh-huh. but critical success right. juggernaut like the NBA 2K series, you got to show more. And I don't think mm-hmm. the one was, you know, did it enough. I mean, granted, they were they were clone troopers, apparently, right. uh, yeah. according to the, uh, nice, the multiplayer uh, demo at the end. But, uh, nice start to E3's mess-ups yes, this certainly. year. Uh, no, they got to gotta see more. That was, you know, could have had a better showing. They touted it as, like, this big, dramatic, new way to play basketball. It's a creative character that, mm-hmm. it, it mean, nothing about... And I don't play sports games, so maybe I'm missing a lot of the nuanced of it. Especially, but it just, to me, seemed like... The standard, you create a character, and then you play a bunch of games, getting them up to the NBA championship and win it. Right. I mean, But the streets matter in the league, and they have those real parks. They've got Venice Beach. They've got Rucker Park. I mean, that's that's big to that community, but I don't know if you're topping 2K from that. No. Anyway, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the big behemoth of the show, overall, I think, mm-hmm. took up a third yeah, of the time. It was, and I get, it's, it's their big game. They're devoting so many studio resources it's their, to it. It's but, their main shooter this year, I mean, because they don't have a new battlefield. Yes, they'll have expansions, but... But then they bring out the star of the, the story, uh, who is also another celebrity. So three celebrities on stage. Yes. Uh, and they had, you know, John Boyega, but he was off, off screen and off stage. He was in so London that, that, that doing a count. performance. He was doing a play. Yes. Uh, but the multiplayer with the assault on feed, mm-hmm. that could have been a separate live stream of its own. I, I don't know why they brought that into the presentation right. as a whole to have it be 20 minutes Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness. So, well, one of the things yeah. is they handled it so much better last year with Battlefield 1. They mentioned that there was going to be this tournament. After the show. And it was just after the show. And it's like, yeah. if you want to watch it, awesome. If you don't, don't watch it. But having it be taught, like, just step, like put on at the end of their actual conference was a cash. And I think a lot of people probably didn't watch the Battlefield 1 last year. Hmm. So it was like, okay, we'll just put it, attach it to our actual conference, and people just magically watch. But last year they had celebrities, so if that if that didn't work last year, anyway, right. whatever. Um, so if you want to talk about our E3 yes or no questions, uh, you know, decisions now. I mean, celebrities. The question is more than one celebrity on stage for EA. Yes, that already you know is with with the uh, mm-hmm. the Men in Blazers. That counts as two. If you don't even want to include the uh, the actress. Fine, uh, but that's who just you know, loves Star Wars. She, she cannot loves. Wait she cannot it. wait to get her hands she on is, it, and she's got her mom backstage. She was tweeting about <laughs> story mode last year because we all wanted it, which we did. But I don't so, fake fake scripted nerd. So yes, more than one celebrity, and uh, no on the Amy Hennig mm-hmm. game. I think they just went all in on Star Wars. 
uh, for Battlefront Two, yeah. and they'll wait on these these other two games. You know, the Bristol mm-hmm. games, and then respawn for at least next year, if not yeah. the year beyond. Well, uh, there's always Gamescom or like even the PlayStation event. Maybe. In, in the winter and maybe. things like that. So there are there are plenty of other conferences. Maybe they're waiting to, af- like you were saying, till after Battlefront 2 comes out. So mm-hmm. all the Star Wars attention is on this and how it can... It ties from Return of the Jedi to the new game, or the new series, the new trilogy, and all that. So I think that's probably partially why they was like, no, we can't show that. All right. Before we get to the callers yes. here, uh, give me your, your grade right now is where you're sitting. Um... I would say B minus. I thought I wasn't a huge fan of their whole the scheduling where you do sports game, not sports game, sports game, sport not sports game. I mm. wish it was all the sports was in just like one one section. Mm. Uh, Need for Speed looks fun. I'm hoping it's I could do more than I hope the story is good. If I have to play the story, um, like you said, a way out looks interesting. I'll keep my eyes on open on that. Battlefront 2 looks like a lot of fun. It feels to me what they should have had in Battlefront 1. But I feel, and I mentioned this before, that Battle... I felt like I always felt like Battlefront 1, they spent so much time getting it to look really pretty mm-hmm. that they kind of forgot that there had to be a game attached to it. I love that the DLC they announced will be free. I thought that was incredibly smart and good of EA. So good on you, EA. Um, but just kind of the ending really dragged for me the amount of time they spent showing the multiplayer that could have been its own thing um the rehash of battlefield one stuff was a bit slow um the over exaggeration and kind of ex- crazy over promising borderline over promising from uh the a way out developer mm, oh yeah that was, that was a bit unusual yeah a bit much but overall not horrible i've definitely seen worse conferences i've seen better but i thought overall i would say b minus b range Okay, yeah, I mean the the photogrammetry on Battlefront oh, Two always continues it continues it's to amaze. Uh, I'm giving it a C plus. Um, you know, it was for for eight games. You got to have each kind of have a powerful punch, and I think they missed on on certain aspects. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sports games were a little undercooked. Yeah, uh, you know, really hyping up the story mode in both Madden, which I get it's new, but the Alex Hunter mm-hmm. thing was a little unusual for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I loved a way out. I think that was you know my personal star of the show and it's it's the pacing it's the mm-hmm. ea misunderstanding the the presentation of yeah. certain aspects like they haven't nailed this down no. yet and then oh it's a killer to have the multiplayer looped in for 20 minutes at the yeah. end it, it totally dragged in the, just a complete disinterest there um and i think you know when your big new thing that you're showing when you're talking about the future and you're talking about anthem a new ip from bioware and you can only show so much of it because you're relegating it's it to Scorpio talk tomorrow. Showing. Yeah, I mean it's it just it lacks the overall presentation. Yeah, yeah you're right. I've yep. seen I've seen way worse. Yeah. So I, I'll be I'll say C plus and okay. uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. When we come back on the power switch here, we'll get to the callers. What do you think? Let us know what you thought about the EA press conference, and you can also build off of what another caller had to say as well. That is all when we come back here on the power switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch, here with Scott White from DashingNerds.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, here for the E3 2017 show for EA. 
And when it's 30%, 33% Star Wars Battlefront 2, let's get to the callers and see what you had to say. If that was you know appetizing to you mm-hmm. or did something else catch your eye? Joining us from Pennsylvania, Seth, welcome back to the Power Switch. Thank you. It's good to be back. Absolutely. Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, happy E3 to you. Uh, what did you want to talk about thank today? You. Uh, Battlefront, of course. I mean, I don't know if it was 33% of the con. Uh, it was definitely enough to get me, like, I, of course, didn't like Battlefront 1. I mean, mm. I never, I only played part of the, and it didn't run very well on my computer. But this I can see myself getting. Like, it looks good. It yeah. looks just as good at, well, not just as good, but it looks like faithful sequel to the original Battlefronts. Yeah, and I mean, are you a, you're a fan of the, those original games, I take it? Oh, yeah. I mostly play Battlefront. I think the biggest problem with uh, the 2015 Battlefront was, it's not really the biggest problem, but my biggest issue with it was that the game feel just did not look, feel right. Like, Battlefront 1 and 2, back in the day, those were very arcadey games, and mm-hmm. there was a certain clunkiness to them that was, I guess unplayable isn't really the word. Like, they, they just, the movement in it felt just right. And this seems to be mimicking the movement of those old games. Uh, the other big thing was that the maps in the new one just seemed like this weird cluster of people running into each other, and there was no real sense of, like, okay, this is where I need to be going, this is where the enemies are going to be. People just popped up, like, behind you, above you, wherever, especially with, like, the jetpacks on everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the fact that it's class-based again, and I like the way the maps looked. Yeah, a lot of thought has seemed to go into the game design this right. time around. And uh, as someone who is an outsider to playing the Battlefront games, uh, I will say, you know, the first one, the, the 2015 mm-hmm. game, because I hate when we get into yeah. this, you know, same title but different year yeah. comparison to the past. Yeah. The, 20, the 2015 game, it did look a lot like, oh, because we're going to DICE, this right. is... Battlefield reskinned to be Star Wars, and now it looks like this does have echoes to you know a yeah. Battlefront game of the past. So it, it uh, this feels like and look like what Battlefront 2015 should have been from the get go. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely looks like a lot of fun. I didn't, I myself didn't catch too much about the improvements to um, the gameplay or like the combat or movement. Like you had mentioned, Seth. Um, just because I didn't play much of the first Battlefront, so I didn't pick up on that. But if you, with you being a big Battlefront fan, that's good to know. Yeah, I still the, wish there was like ground to earth combat mm-hmm. or like uh, ground to space combat. But I, yeah, that was that was of course always going to be the biggest wish. Maybe we'll get it for you know Battlefront Three, which I keep something know, for it. That. Yeah, and and t- to be fair, that would actually be kind of fitting to save for Battlefront Three. That's what we've really been waiting for all this time. But I I do like that we're going back to having all of those ships, at least ground to air, uh, yeah. combat. So I don't I don't know. Did did the uh, 2015 Battlefront have to air? 
Yeah, they, like, it had some vehicles, I want to say. I don't think it had tons. Um, but it looked interesting in Battlefront 2, and correct me if I'm wrong, if someone saw something differently, it looks like you don't find, like, a X-Wing or a TIE fighter on the ground, and then you can, like, get in it and then fly around. It looks like you just, like, swap to it. You, you use those hero points yeah. to swap to that mm, unit. Which yeah, on a respawn. It's like, yeah. eh. Matt, Matt was saying that it's just like the heroes were in previous games, where it is mm-hmm. a reward that you get for playing well. That's or, kind of a bummer. You know, I, I think back when, back in the original games, uh, you could choose, there were multiple ways that you could do those things. Like, when you set up a playlist of maps and instant action, like, you could choose it so that maybe the worst person, like, the person who's having the most trouble on the team would get it. You could choose it so that it's randomly given, or you could choose it so that someone gets a certain number of points. And they, But these are the kind of things that I want to see, like, more custom ability. Like, just going into instant action and having this playlist of different maps and different map types, I'm... Now that I'm thinking about it, I hope that we return of the flag, because that was always really fun in the older games. But the thing that I I thought was really cool, trailer, not the trailer, the gameplay that we saw, was that those spawn platforms, the spawn platforms for the droids were moved. I didn't realize that was part map of gameplay type, but that's, Were they moving? I thought it was yeah, just they, like a stationary they, they, back of a truck or something. That's what they would have been in Battlefront uh, in the original games, but they were actually moving. And I think part of the goal was like on a lot of Hawk maps, you know, you're trying to move forward with your infantry while your spawn platform moves forward. And that was part of why I was glad that it lasted so long because it. It showed that, well, they had the one setting where they were outside of Naboo, things were rolling forward, and you were following that, trying to push it. It it definitely reminded me of Overwatch, which, if you're going to copy a successful multiplayer shooter, I think if the 2015 Battlefront had been good gameplay-wise, nobody would have been complaining about single Right, that's a fair point. Yeah, uh, we'll give it that. I'm I'm really interested to see how people take to this mm-hmm. game in particular. I mean, when they're talking about like oh three times the content, like well you got three times the movies. Uh, I will give it big credit yeah. to see if they follow through. I mean the free DLC is free DLC huge. I like that they made huge. It they mentioned that they got a lot of criticism about it, a lot of feedback from the first game, so. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. I hope they can follow through right. with it. We'll see. All right. Well, Seth, thank you for calling in. Really appreciate the time. Anything you'd like to plug in particular? Uh, nothing really. Uh, just uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Major Moses, and uh, yeah, I'll be around. All right. Really appreciate the insight. Thank Sounds you for calling good. in. Yep. Thanks. Joining us from New Jersey, Matt. Welcome back to the Power Switch. What's up? Hey. Hey. What what was on your mind with this EA E3 2017 conference? Well, I, I can tell you exactly what's on my mind. There's no version of the Battle of Naboo in either Legends or current canon where there are clone troopers present. This game's <laughs> literally unplayable. 
it's a it's a mishmash of all things Star Wars. It's true. And, and that that's like Battlefront too. I mean, that's like the old Battlefronts. It's one thing it has going. So for so it. okay. So so the the old games are Battlefront Legends, and the new ones are Battlefront Canon. I think that's that's the best way that we could that we can separate them. From I each mean, other. was there? There's nothing like to be um, out of canon with the old Battlefront games. I, I was making a joke uh, of how old Star Wars canon is called Legends, but um, the, ultimately not the conversation I'm here to have. <laughs> uh, uh, I I thought that that was absolutely uh, Star Wars Battlefront looks amazing. They they really really took what was overall a very mediocre game and showed that they understood what didn't go correctly and they owned up to it. And mm-hmm. I think that. I think they've done a tremendous job of making it of making us confident in this new game's success. And you mentioned like uh, you know make it less like Battlefield and make it more like Battlefront. My biggest fear going into the into the original Battlefront Legends or Battlefront Canon was that it would just be a Battlefront a Battlefield clone. And I ended up coming out of it with the feeling that I wish it was just a Battlefield clone because that would have been better than the game that we got. Interesting. Overall, the the idea that they really nailed the feeling of Star Wars, they didn't nail it in quite the right way. Because the way that the game is set up and the way that all the maps are set up, you don't feel like you're a character in Star Wars. You feel like you're an extra in a Star Wars movie. You don't feel like you have any direct input on the game, on the, on the battle. And it, it, it just ends up feeling like it feels really superficial. And watching the, the gameplay it gave me a lot of confidence that this was going to feel like you were a part of a Star Wars battle. You were not just watching Star Wars things happen all around you. It, it was really, really amazing seeing it and feeling like this is Star Wars. This is what I, you know, this is what I grew up loving. And this is what feels like the game that I've been waiting for. And I think that this might be, and this might end up being one of the best Star Wars games that's ever been made. That's a, it's yeah. a strong, strong statement. And I think, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, when, when they are talking about you know they have the the backing of, mm-hmm. of you know Disney and Lucasfilm and all that, and you're bringing in all the content. I think you know to have the single player be the cherry on top is, yeah. is something new to connect. Uh, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, like that's that's, that's just going to be always great too. that's going to be extra. And when yeah, I get the, the multiplayer. I hope is they the don't big play thing. it as an extra. I hope like they put like actual oh, sure, like sure. effort in. So it, I don't want the single player to feel tacked on. Well, that's funny because the original, the the Battlefront Legends had a tacked-on story mode, and it ended up being one of the most interesting stories in the whole Star Wars universe. Mm. Um, it was the story of it was the story between Episode Three and Episode Four, following the Clone Battalion as the Republic fell and became the Galactic Empire, and it ended up providing a lot of insight into the ways that that clones f- felt and thought. And just like the Battle of Coruscant, even had just from the narration of the clone troopers, had the, had a line where you know if they had any if if we had any private thoughts of rebellion, any you know any doubts, we kept them to ourselves, right as we walked into the Jedi Temple, and just little lines like that. Even though it was literally tacked on, it had the multiplayer maps, kind of vapid objectives. It was a wonderful and very memorable part of the Star Wars canon. So even if I, I'm not so worried about it being tacked on. Uh, I don't think it will be, but I'm not so worried about that. Yeah, it's it's pushing me with all that's going mm-hmm. to be included. It's pushing me as like, okay, this is a possible purchase yeah. this holiday. And like that is so much closer than I was for the 2015 oh, game. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, so I think I'm so. already sold. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be the my 20... shooter, my my fall winter shooter. Yeah. I don't the care 20, about uh, Call of Duty the... so much anymore, and this looks fantastic. And I've been hankering for a good Star Wars shooter, so this will do it for me. I know. Yeah, the 2015 game got uh, my decision on that was not for a penny more than twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I played it through uh, the Origin Access for you know because I was. It was five dollars a month for Battlefront plus other games, and I never ended up biting the bullet on getting the DLC to like play all the later stuff and mm. play with the larger populations because the game just wasn't very fun. Uh, in addition to the fact that the the hundred twenty dollars season pass, whatever it was, it was so ridiculous. Uh, then that's going to be a big thing to have. As we said, that DLC being free, yeah. they better stick to that, and that'll help their cause as a. Games as a service, which is, yeah. is a big, you know, sort of trend in the industry lately. I think Overwatch helps has helped just mm. because Blizzard has shown that if you make a quality game and have like the free characters and all those still be free, you can still make a lot of money just on the cosmetic things and things along those lines. As long as the game's uh, good, as long as you I, have the quality. Yeah. Much as I love Overwatch, I don't want to point to it as a sterling example of pay for cosmetics done right because of the gotcha mechanics of the loot yeah, boxes the random um, boxes yeah mm. like okay pay pay for right. cosmetics fine like that's perfect go for it but pay for a random chance at cosmetics gotcha pun mechanics right. are predatory they're bad enough in mobile games where they're the main source of income for the game having have them on a 60 dollars game as well I simply I meant more that it proved that you can have a lot of really good content like characters and maps be free and still turn monetize in other monetize ways, yeah. in other ways and still be successful with it. Because yeah, you, exactly you, you don't want to be like the one right. guy spending a thousand dollars in uh, Galaxy of Heroes like that's that he's been playing every day since it launched. <laughs> oh, I, I remember for Galaxy of Heroes there was a discussion thread when one of the, when the one of the characters came out that like even the whales had trouble getting. And they were like, and the whales were like, you know, every, everyone, even free to play, even the, the dolphin players, needs to band together and show this is unacceptable. And everyone else is like, dude, you pay three hundred dollars regularly. Just get this is what we deal with every day. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, Matt, thank you for calling in. Another another Battlefront fan. Good to have yeah. that perspective as well. Anything you like to plug? Well, speaking of Overwatch and their their uh, their gotcha mechanics, it's the double XP weekend. Mm. So it's, it's never been a better time to to just play Overwatch yeah. for two straight days. Ends on the twelfth, I want to say, if I remember correctly. So Monday, uh, Monday night, whatever it is. Yeah, a lot of downtime in between E three yes. events this year. So certainly a lot of time to play games. I know we'll be right. doing different games. We'll be as doing well. stuff, something. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to make it to a lot of the post-conference shows. I've, How dare you? People to like work and make money, and that's just terrible. And yeah. my work has actually my work has blocked uh, voiceover IP connections, so I oh, can't. Oh, lame! Use your phone. <laughs> and then that's data. We're only the noobs who've taken days off with paid vacation to. Oh, just I'm not be even being paid this. for the next two days. Oh, well, you're doing it wrong, sir. Well, Matt, thanks I for calling in. <laughs> Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joining us from Michigan, Greg, welcome to the Power Switch. Another dashing nerd. Oh, Woo! oh boy. Welcome. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Not thank you bad. for calling in. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. So E3, uh, day one with EA. Yeah, man. And uh, what I had coined as the real housewives of competitive sport games. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, they uh, that I thought that was interesting. That's where I'll start with their uh, their we're bringing the people you've never seen before to competitive gaming, and they're gonna cry and they're gonna laugh and they're gonna win wrestling belts. Um, that was another thing. Like, they mentioned the new competitive experience for Battlefield, and then they do nothing, and then they go to foot. It, it, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't yeah. show it. It did have weird transitions. Like, yeah, what? like it started with Battlefield, and then we're we're talking FIFA, we're talking Madden, making stars out of our players, and yeah, it didn't seem like concrete plans. We were talking about how they wanted to make mm-hmm. it seem like Evo, but Evo was kind of started, you know, grassroots in the fighting game community, and it wasn't corporate driven from right. the start. But EA sees the money in esports. Their tournaments just look forced. Yeah, it's a like a seven billion dollar, eight billion dollar a year industry now, esports. Oh, I know. I'm not saying it's a small industry. It's just it seems so forced, and they're trying so like, well, yeah. okay, we're playing football. Let's make a miniature soccer stadium, and we'll put the two computers or systems facing each other with the scoreboard on the side, and it'll be awesome. Yeah. And then we'll give them a yeah, wrestling belt. They're gonna be inundated now with these guys watching E3, going, "I think I can do that," and then just gonna get <laughs> yeah. twenty emails like, "Put me in your house full of other people." I'm the best. I'm going to yeah. be one of those kids who swears and then doesn't offer a handshake because he's a little shit. Yeah. I got mad. Poor man. have the worst I bet he was a John. Ever. Probably was. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the guys in blazers, or men in blazers, or I called them the guys with jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pretty interesting. Uh, the, the hella stoned YouTube guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Who couldn't read to save his life? He oh, had like was... two lines, and he messed up both of them. Yeah, it was so bad. It just goes back to the presentation where we're like, I mean, they should they should figure this out by now. Like this is where yeah. I especially yeah. liked how they were talking about a feature in Need for Speed with him covering up the screen and then switching oh, to a camera God, yeah. where you see the back <laughs> of the computer that's doing what they're supposed to be showing. Like, I like that. You, you have rehearsal for blocking for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and he, and he goes, Need for Speed, uh, Need for Speed Payback. You guys love Need for Speed Payback, right? And we're like, none of us know what that is. <laughs> yeah, and that awkward pause where he's like, oh, I think something's wrong with the teleprompter. Yeah, no, it's, it's you, dude. It's just wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear you guys yet talk about Need for Speed Payback, though, uh, with our lovely Dawson's Creek cast of Tyler, Jess, and Matt. I don't want to wait. Yeah. Um, so open up Fast and Furious <laughs> and watch that really, movie instead of this. What I thought was interesting is I got a really a burnout vibe from it. Yeah. Yeah. Which made me uh, a little excited because I love the burnout. Oh, burnout's so good. When it went away, I got real sad. Yeah. Um. So if this if this can be like a beautiful marriage between Need for Speed and Burnout, I think it has a lot of a lot of promise, but I'm not yet sold on the use three people to complete something. Right. Well, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit on the PS3 and 360 was very burnout Need for Speedy. Yeah, so when we had the, the takedowns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I like racing games, I like the Forzas, mm-hmm. and I played the last Need for Speed and it was too, too Tokyo Drifty for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one looks like it's got, got quite a bit of promise yeah. from what I've seen so far, and it's gorgeous. Yes, super pretty. Uh, super, super pretty. And and it looks like it's possibly directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> Lots of explosions everywhere for no real reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like Michael Bay did a Fast and the Furious movie is what a Need for Speed Payback is. We don't speak of a Need for Speed movie. We learned once. No. We don't. Bitch. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Need for Speed, um, bitch. I'll move on to A Way Out. 
th- that guy, he made me excited because of how excited he was. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But I think he was in doses. Fight, but, oh, in doses. He was, I just got flashbacks to No Man's Sky. If I could yeah. count the times he said, "I'm really excited because like this because this game makes me excited." It's like it, I'm, it, I'm glad you made it. Yeah. There's you diminishing returns every time you say it. Like, did, you can do did, everything. Uh, okay, a lot of everything or mo- mostly everything. He also did like the extreme Borat. He was like, "The couch is very nice." <laughs> Amazing. I loved it. Um, but the game itself, uh, I miss couch co-op. Yes. And it's going to be kind of weird if you can't play it without another person. Yeah. Also, I wasn't aware that they wore khakis in prison. <laughs> well, obviously. Like, Button up, up work shirts and khakis, and I'm like, eh, this game must be set far back because <laughs> I've never seen a prison jumpsuit like that. Yeah, we were saying it looked very 70s when you get to yeah. you know, some of... And the hospital was where it really tipped me off. It's like, that's an old-looking hospital. Yeah. yeah. Someone died in that room recently. <laughs> they haven't sterilized uh, that. I think A Way Out was probably their high point because they way overdid Star Wars. Mm. Like, super overdid Star it. Wars definitely looks amazing, but I, I will agree with you. It lasted too long. Yeah, they could have showed me maybe five ten minutes of gameplay you didn't need to show me an entire match i mean yes. i i can figure that out when i play it and it all looks cool and it, mm-hmm. uh, it gave me the warm fuzzy feeling of the original yeah. uh, battlefronts way back when but i mean you could have you could have easily taken 10 of those what was it 25 minutes that they wasted on gameplay or make it its own separate thing where you could choose to tune in for a little bit or um, instead of them sitting there talking they could have played it afterwards ex- yeah it, exactly I think the last thing I had to touch on was the Bioware, uh, new Bioware uh, thing we know absolutely nothing about, which is a mixture of what looks like Titanfall guys in the Attack on Titan City facing evolved monsters that live outside. See, that pitch right there so- would sell me on anything. Yeah, yeah. Robot armors, Attack on Titan, monsters. From looking at it, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but from what I heard beforehand, before the conference started, was it is supposed to be their counter to Destiny, right. an yeah. open world kind of multiplayer online game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess we have to wait for the giant Scorpio uh, reveal yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. To yeah. gameplay, which I really love that HD stitching. <laughs> yeah, was, you're you're phenomenal. super excited for the Scorpio on the announcement, Greg. Tomorrow, uh, we've yeah, talked. Yeah, I've got a giant a Scorpio boner. Um, what did you think of the segment where they showed off the sheer it's, amazing, fantastical power of what Scorpio's bringing to Madden? Okay, so uh, that was the lamest example to show what Scorpio can do. Um, okay, so it's Madden. It's a dude standing there in a football jersey. Um, you can't really give me much texture. You can't really give me much lighting. You can't show the raw power of a system by a football player standing there. Or a knee pad. Like, they did a close-up of, like, a knee pad. Especially when he said, yeah. like, you know, but graphics are one thing. It's, it goes beyond that. And then they didn't really talk they about what those it. other things. like. Yeah. Like, I mean, he could have showed me the Made in China sticker on the the, <laughs> pa- the pants of the football player. Mm-hmm, and that yeah. might have been a little more impressive. They're like, look, you see the tiny details. But they showed me some stitching of a guy that plays for the Redskins. And then uh, some other dude standing there. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. So for me, you know, when we talk about 
you know, Scorpio tomorrow for Microsoft oh, yeah. and when they're yeah. you know, leaving much of Anthem there. What makes yeah. E3 really exciting is, is the new games. What is mm-hmm. new? Oh, yeah. We're surprised by new footage. And, you know, I get the strategy of many companies, and Ubisoft is mm-hmm. a, a big, mm-hmm. you know, proponent as well, of showing things early that things exist to try yeah. to get out of the way, get the messaging mm-hmm. up front. And then we aren't surprised by too much else. And so yeah. I think that for me that's why I have a way out shine not only because of the co-op gameplay mm-hmm. it looks like an interesting new. new game. We're gonna play that by the way, Greg. You and me, we're gonna break out. We're, we're gonna find our way out. We're, we're gonna find our way out and meet our baby child. If it's the last thing you ever do. All right. Uh, but it, it's, it's because it's new. And when they right. show that Anthem yeah, it exists, but we're gonna show more of it tomorrow. Like, okay, well, I'm I'm more excited for Microsoft now. But I feel that could have just been a tweet. But your mm. conference just fell flat. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what Sony's been doing forever. They show games that aren't going to be out for five years, but at least you know what's coming. Right, and then you just tease little bits Mm -hmm. here and there. Yeah. It's a a fair point. Well, appreciate the analysis, Greg. Uh, Aside from DashingNerds.com, where you and Scott work, uh, anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, If you go to Facebook.com slash DashingNerds, give us a like, at DashingNerds on Twitter, and I am also on Twitter at at BringingTheWing. I do mostly sports and He likes the hockey. I I like sports, too. I think he's a good man there. Well, Greg, thanks so much for calling in. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hope I can make it uh, tomorrow. If not, I'll join you on the call afterwards. Sounds good. Hope to see you, dude. See you, guys. And joining us from Texas, Jesse, welcome back to the Power Switch. It's good to be back once again. Absolutely. What would you like to talk about today? I really wasn't sure what I was going to talk about, so I think I'm just going to talk about what E3 means to me, like why I really watch E3, and you just kind of shoot the shit to close things out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what, is, what does E3 mean to you then? Really, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like my Super Bowl, kind of. It's that one thing that I watch along with everyone else and get like some chips and soda and just turn on some national television for once. Although yeah. I watch it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does make it better with friends. Yeah. I mean, well, and it depends on you know where you watch it. If you watch you know a, a stream that does you know reactions or things like that, yeah. if you're in a big Discord call. Uh, you know, it does make it a lot better. I, I know Scott. You know, we've been oh. watching like the last seven years. I was at. Well, I was E3. looking in, back yeah. in my iPad, and I have notes from at least 2013. Mm-hmm. And I had the iPad. So probably six or seven years. I have to say, we've been doing this. Well, yeah, I was at E3 in 2010, and then I know the next year mm-hmm. we were we were at your house. It yeah. was the 25th anniversary of Zelda. It was that. 2011 conference where they opened mm-hmm. up with Zelda. That was with uh, with yeah. Suki, I think, that year. With your your pupper. Oh, before that, because Suki just turned four. Oh, okay. Wow. So that was before Suki. Before Suki. Well, it's... Well, were you... I want to say we might have taken a year off while you were out at E3, but I want to say we were... We had done it before then, too. Probably. Maybe. It's 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 just been... We've done it a while. So it, it does... You're right, Jesse. It does help when you're, you're watching with friends, and it's it's a mix of the monotony and it's mm-hmm. it's a thing where you know not everyone tunes in it's like it's our special time in a way right yeah and uh really the reason i watch e3 i kind of consider myself to be like a casual gamer maybe more than casual but less than uh someone who's really dedicated to it now 
So I don't really so much watch for game previews because I'm just going to play whatever's out at the time. I don't really get super excited about anything except for Nintendo because Nintendo's just the exception for me. It's always been my thing. The reason I watch E3 now because at some point, someone's going to do something fucking stupid, and I want to be there, and it's going to be hilarious. There are a lot of good, funny <laughs> Which moments. Is why I'm glad we opened on EA. There, there you go. What are some of your favorite mess-ups of the past? I don't know if you would call this a mess-up, but like when I think of just like past memes of E3, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, you ever wonder what the bottom of an Avatar shoe looks like? Well, bam, there it is. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> it's classic. a classic. Yep. And uh, good job, Jeremy. Great job, Jeremy, is another classic one. <laughs> Especially if you know a Jeremy, you get to lord that mm-hmm. over them. Every time I meet a Jeremy, I just, I, I think about that. <laughs> it's not going to leave my mind. It was just this one-off thing. You tell me, you did a great job. With me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, to already have, you know, something that you can point to this yeah. year. We were talking before this conference, and it's like, man, like, last year didn't really have many of those big mess-ups. Like, maybe they're getting better. And sure enough, we've got, it was during the, the Battlefront gameplay where... We have Lizard Man. They cut to the guy who was on the Clone Wars, or the, yeah. the clone team. And they cut to the monitor with the NBA Live. And it's like, oh, those three guys, they're the clones. They All are, right. They are, yeah. <laughs> clones. Basketball confirmed. <laughs> well, I guess we know now that uh, Battlefront's going to be part of the EA Automatic Universe. going to the sport <laughs> It is the what big... if Alex Hunter played football? <laughs> he would he game. would be oh paralyzed. My, oh my gosh! You at hopes. the end of each game, uh, Samuel Jackson comes out. <laughs> you think you're the only star athlete in the world? It's the EA <laughs> Sports Initiative. <laughs> who would it be for the, oh man, Who would it be for the sports universe? The uh, the Sam, the uh, Nick Fury of sports. It'd be John Madden playing football. Man, Madden, I would love like their big thing. I would love an EA Sports Civil War game. Yeah. Pick you think you're the only great player playing great football? No, oh, it's it's mm. the, the, the possibilities are endless. It's true. What is your but favorite no. moment of watching E three overall, Jesse? Like you know, I memory or, or what have you? It's hard for me to think of one, but again, I'm just gonna go with the first one that jumped out in my mind. There's a point in time where I was actually in Iowa when E three was going on. And I didn't want to be there, but I happened to be there. But I didn't have a laptop, and it wasn't connected to the internet. So I was watching E3 on a laptop in the middle of like a town called Wachier, Iowa. And I promise you, that's a real thing and not something I just made up. Hmm. And I remember watching the Smash 4 trailer and just freaking out when Mega Man showed up. And What a good moment. That was, that was also the uh, same E3 where... Xbox was like doubling down and like, no, look, you see, you you install all the games on the Xbox One and you have to be online at all times. That's right. And, and, then, then, and then Sony, Sony just was like, Sony just, just shut out. <laughs> ended their career. Yeah, that was. Oh, that. E3 2013, it, that's a great that, one. That was yep. a good one. It was like the infamous 299 moment where Sony single handedly destroyed Sega, the Sega Saturn. Yep, like, yep. Just like that loud and broadcast for the entire world it was great mm-hmm. yeah that was a good one i just have to mention one thing about the battlefront footage it was a lot of footage but at the same time i was under the impression that this was going to be a 60 minute conference that's what i remember reading on polygon and i'm pretty sure the battlefront stuff was actually after 60 minutes 
So I just assumed that was like a kind of post game, but sort of part of the conference. So I didn't really, I didn't really feel like that was too much. I just felt like, oh, this is all bonus content. That's fair enough. I, I, I can understand yeah. that. And if if they said, you know, there was a half hour of, of Battlefront footage at the beginning and, and we missed yeah. it, you know, again, fair enough. But uh, I just thought, you know, to, to frame it inside the, right. con- the, the confines of the conference as opposed to stay tuned after if you're interested. Right. If you're interested. Like, after the yeah. press conference, we'll be having a multiplayer, a live multiplayer demonstration. Because they already yeah, made no their case with the trailer of the game changers to show off mm-hmm. the multiplayer to get the initial sell. It was just, you know, the extended bit there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's all well and good. I just felt like that was a, a part that wasn't really mentioned. I think this was a good start to E3. I mean, we did get, like, the typical EA, look at our HD balls. <laughs> HD jerseys, yeah, man. I love them HD balls. Look at this 4K man's ass. We did get that, so I'm glad we started on EA because you know I love the uh, I love the bullshit. But at the same time, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I think this was their strongest E3 for EA so far, at least of the ones I've watched. There's actually stuff I wanted to play this time. It was a pretty yeah. interesting show, and you know, yeah. for to kick off. E3, we'll we'll get to uh, to Microsoft and to Bethesda tomorrow. But yep. for EA, it was it was a good start. Yeah. So Jesse, thank you for calling in. Anything you'd like to plug? How about the album artworkexchange.com, which is what I'm using right now. Try to reset my album collection digital. There you go. Cool. I don't fucking know. It sounds like a good utility there. Well, thank you for calling oh, in. Have a great E3. Enjoy, and hopefully many more memorable moments yes. to come. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that website is actually albumartexchange.com. Ah, there you go. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. We'll, we'll see you next time. See ya. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. Yeah. Usually we have an ending segment, but for these E3 ones, you know, we just we start with our it's thoughts. Special. We get to the callers, and uh, we kind of send it out from there. Uh, kind of odd, you know, to have E3 starting to down out with the passing of Adam West. You know, TV's yeah. Batman. Uh, just it's it's just odd when you know the timing strikes strangely. Yeah, it's like a bummer. That. Yeah, it's definitely but, a bummer. You know, but a you know great actor, mm-hmm. and great man will be missed. Um, but yeah, that's that does it for EA. Yeah. Uh, we can join us back to here tomorrow for for Microsoft and Bethesda. Bethesda being at midnight on the East Coast here. That's it's, interesting choice. It's uh, it's late. I thought it was going to be ten, like it was in the past. Last but, year, yeah. But but we'll, we shall see. So thank you for tuning in. Yeah, rhymestage dot com slash call at our Discord server, um, and then you know YouTube dot com mm-hmm. slash rhymes with Asia. We do usually have a whole spiel, but these episodes are pretty unique and pretty uh, yeah. pretty different. So we'll leave it at that. Um, you know, for you yeah. want to plug things for dashing nerds for sure. If you want tomorrow at we will for dashing nerds on. If you go to facebook.com slash dashing nerds, we will be doing our live reactions and actually a stream of the news conference so you can watch with us, see how we think about it as we're watching it, and just kind of chat. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing that over at Facebook Live on facebook.com slash dashing nerds, so check that out. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter at dashing nerds, or just go to dashingnerds.com. And if that live reaction thing isn't your thing, you want to just you know watch it on your own or yeah. with friends... Ten minutes before the show, we'll give our, our pre-show yeah. thoughts, so at least tune in for that. Oh, yeah. So, for Scott White and DashNerds.com, I am Peter Spasia. Thank you for tuning in. With that, 
switch up, call in, game on.